Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, if you're going to have a successful prayer life, it'll have to be built and based upon the Word of God. You'll not be able to have a successful prayer life apart from the Word. Now, why? He said, and my words abide in you. Isn't that right? And so there are many things we could say about that verse, but the thing I want to emphasize just at the moment is that a true prayer life, a successful prayer life, is based upon the Word of God. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Will of God in Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Well, Ben, as you have your Bible there, open it, please, to the 15th chapter of John's Gospel. Now, our primary purpose is to pray. We'll talk about that a little more in a moment. But sometimes God wants us to do a little teaching. Sometimes we just sort of set the scene and then do more praying than anything. And whatever the Lord wants is the main thing. Here in the 15th chapter of John's Gospel and in the 7th verse, Jesus makes a very significant statement. Jesus is speaking and he said, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye, are you in other words, shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, if you're going to have a successful prayer life, it'll have to be built and based upon the Word of God. You'll not be able to have a successful prayer life apart from the Word. Now, why? He said, and my words abide in you. Isn't that right? And so there are many things we could say about that verse, but the thing I want to emphasize just at the moment is that a true prayer life, a successful prayer life, is based upon the Word of God. Now, when we say based upon the Word of God, we mean the whole of God's Word. With us, primarily, the New Testament, however, we can refer to the Old because there are examples there for us. Praise the Lord. But uh, if, we, if we overly emphasize, you know, on prayer, just like any, any, any other subject, it's difficult to maintain balance. Uh, we, we use for a text in all of our prayer seminars, Ephesians 6.18, where it says, praying always with all prayer, or all manner of prayer, or all kinds of prayer. But if you overly emphasize one particular kind of prayer, or praying, after a while folks think that's the only kind. And, and any time you overly emphasize anything in church work, are in the Word of God or anything, you, you, you just get in trouble. You just get in trouble. I remember a few years ago, uh, a full gospel pastor, friend of mine, I'd preached for him many times, and in his particular full gospel denomination, they began to emphasize Sunday school. Well, now, Sunday school is all right, but if you overemphasize it, you do harm instead of good. Uh, and of course, with my Baptist background, I knew where they got all of what they was doing. They got it from the Baptist. And they ought to have been able to look at them and see where it got them. 
and have enough sense to know it's going to do the same thing to them. Now then, you have to realize that in these days, because see, we're talking about, uh, you know, over 30 years ago. And in those days, there wasn't a whole lot of large full gospel churches. I mean, if you had a church of from three to five, six hundred men, you got a big church, you know. Well, now this man built up a, a, a good-sized Sunday school, uh, and sometimes over 400. But you see, he just kept emphasizing Sunday school. They may have 300 and 400 in Sunday school and 150 for the morning hour worship. Because you see, you, you, by, by overly emphasizing Sunday school, you've left the impression that when you've come to Sunday school, you've discharged your duty. And that isn't right. See what I mean? So folks can come to Sunday school and go off somewhere else. Many churches then recall from that and they didn't even have a board up. They didn't even tell people how many is there at Sunday school. And so this pastor had built a new work, a new, new church building and then he left, went away to Paris to somewhere else, really. Really, he became disillusioned with the fact, you know, that, that, that folks just weren't coming to church like they should. There's all Sunday school people. But he had made them that way. And, and so he left and went away and another pastor came. Well, I knew the man that came to follow him. And I said to this other pastor, you know, well, how are you doing? He's just there and you, you know. Well, he said, as soon as I get this mess cleaned up, I think I'll make it. Well, I knew right then he'd never make it. Anytime you go into any church, I don't care. There may be some problems there. But if you're going to change everything and it's all a mess, well, then you're all wrong to begin with. That's a reflection on the past and the man that's before you. Amen. If you haven't got something good to say about somebody, just keep your mouth shut. Amen. Well, he got that mess cleaned up right away. I mean, it wasn't six months until instead of running 400, uh, they were good to have 125 in Sunday school and 75 for morning worship. He got the mess cleaned up all right. And, and so he left. And the other farmer pastor, about the only reason he went back was is that he sort of stood good for the money they'd borrowed to build that new church. And, and so uh, he said to me, then I'll tell you one thing about it. I'm not ever emphasizing Sunday school again. If we don't have 15 people for Sunday school, I'm emphasizing the morning hour of worship and worshiping God. Well, it wasn't very long till I could see sometimes he'd have, uh, you know, of course he started back with 125, he'd have maybe 200 in Sunday school, but have 300, 350 for morning hour of worship. See, just vice versa, because he was emphasizing that. Fill the building up at the morning hour of worship. I know because I preached for him, see? And, and not too many of them in Sunday school. Well, he didn't emphasize the Sunday school part. You see, the thing about it is, it's all right to mention things, but what I'm saying is, if you emphasize, put too much emphasis on any area of God's work or any area of the Bible, then you get off balance. Now then, the same thing is true. Can you see what I'm saying? The same thing is true in the area of prayer. Uh, there's a great emphasis nowadays, and it's right if, if you don't overemphasize it. Great emphasis on intercessory prayer. Everybody's an intercessory. We're all interceding. Well, that leaves the impression then that that's the only way to pray. Oh, no. If that's all you're doing is just interceding, you're missing God. 
Don't shout me down now because I'm preaching real good. If that's the only kind of praying you're doing is intercessory prayer, you're missing God. Because you see, intercessor is one that takes the place of the other. You don't intercede for yourself. You can't intercede for yourself. An intercessor is one that takes the place of the other. Intercessor prayer is prayer for the other. If that's all you're doing is just praying for others, you're missing God because the Bible teaches you that you need to pray for yourself. The Bible teaches you that you need to commune with God. Amen. 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 And there's an area of prayer where we're not asking for anything. We're not, we're not praying for anybody else. We're not really asking for anything for ourselves. Our spirits are just in communion with him. Hallelujah. It personally benefits and blesses us. But ye beloved, building up yourselves, hallelujah, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Then, of course, the Word of God teaches us. Uh, now, now, stop and think a little bit about it. If you overly emphasize praying with tongues and speaking with tongues, well, praying with tongues, speaking with tongues is right. Amen? But notice what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? Now, now, there's many things that you can get here. But what is it then? I will pray with the spirit, that's with tongue, and I'll pray with understanding also. All right, now, without going into great detail, because there's a lot of things here you could teach, but, but just, just float along the surface, for instance. I'll pray with my spirit, that's with tongues. I'll pray with my understanding. That's with your own natural language, in other words. Well, in other words, he just sort of gave as much time to one of them as he did the other. If you're just going to do all your praying in tongues, you're going to be unbalanced. You need to learn to pray with your understanding. Amen? Are you listening to me? Praise God. So you see, it's difficult on any subject, it seems like, that it's so easy to get in the ditch on one side or on the other side. Now, uh, let's go back to the thought that a real prayer life, a biblical, a scriptural prayer life, of course, is based on the Word of God. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Now, like I said, there's many, many areas and facets of truth here that we could, you know, like abiding in him. What does it mean to abide in him? You can talk about that, you see. Uh, or about the thought, you know, at the end of the verse, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. you. You could elaborate on that. But let's just think for a moment and focus in on his words or his word, in other words, the word of God, in other words, abiding in us. A real prayer life based on his word. What does the word of God say about prayer? What does the word of God say to pray for? Well, if the word of God tells us to pray for something, then we don't have to pray with, with tongues to do it. We do it with our understanding because it just got through telling us what to do. Amen? Praise God. Well, why don't we just go here for a few moments? Now, we're going to spend a lot of time. We'll pick up from time to time on this. Why don't we turn back here to Matthew? You know, after all, we're living under the new covenant now, not the old. Many things back there will bless us. Praise God. Surely that's true. But, you know, we don't pray. Now, now in, in a sense, we do. We don't pray just like they do. They prayed to the God of Abraham and the God of of Isaac and the God of Jacob. We pray 
to our Father God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is, of course, the God of Abraham and the God of Jacob and the God uh, of Isaac and Jacob. Praise God. He, he's the same one, all right. But you see, we don't come just exactly in the same way. Now, let's look here into the book of Matthew. We're living under a new covenant established upon better promises. Let's listen to what Jesus had to say because he, he, he made some statements relative to prayer, didn't he? Uh, you, know, you know, I feel like you're in pretty good company with Jesus. Praise God, isn't that right? Hallelujah. All right. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Don't forget our special offer this month. Oh, special offer. On prayer. Right. Your series, uh, three CDs, prayer, the power plant of the church. Your dad's a book on the art of prayer. This is an awesome book. It is an awesome this book. This ought to be in everybody's library. Yes. Normally $35.95, $6 off, $29.95 for both. And that's a special offer. Uh, only good for this month. Only good for this month. So if you want to get in on it, you better do it right now. Yes. Okay. This month's special offer is the Overcoming Prayer Package, which includes the Art of Prayer book by Kenneth E. Hagan and the three CD series from Ken Hagan, Prayer, the Power Plant of the Church. Both tremendous resources are just $29.95. That's a savings of $6 off the retail price. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 1- 888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagen, The Will of God in Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.